So many people are feeling like they are staring down the barrel of a 45, considering all the madness that is happening in our nation. So many things are happening in regards to simply bullying the citizens into submission as if they have a right to. I mean, that's how it works, right? You got to make them think that you're in charge. You have to make them think that everything you're doing is the right thing because you have the right to do it. Now, I'm going to be here to tell you that, in fact, Obamacare kind of gives them leeway. So if anything, <laughs> you did not consent, but you kind of did with Obamacare. Now, while many get upset, I'm going to remind you of a few things. Maybe remind you from January 17th, 2019. Let me share this with you. Talk, he just called them stupid because he couldn't believe that they would do that to him. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't even know the whole story. It'll devastate him as a person because it would me as well to know that someone that I entrusted, someone that I helped or I thought I was helping, right? To buy that new house, to make the top dollar and be my right hand man to do that to me, to be, you know, it's kind of like those love stories where they're like, oh, you really didn't love me. But it's like in the end, yeah, I kind of did. But, you know, I'm kind of stuck because I made a deal with them. This is incredible what we're going to see. You've never seen it. When he talks witch hunt, it is legit. They had set this up from a very long time ago. But people like the caller and myself that have seen a lot, there's a lot of, you know, cyber soldiers out there. People that have seen a lot. And now we're all starting to talk, all starting to interact. Because you know what? What's the point of bowing down? I don't want to be a slave anymore. I don't want to have to watch what I say or what, watch what I do. I don't want my children to have to live in a world like that, where they're numbered like cattle, where they have no privacy, where they even wake you up in the morning and tell you, do your stretches or else you'll get points deducted, or this is what you'll eat, or you need to get this medicine, or you need to participate here. This is going to be your job because that's all you're good for. I don't want to see that happen. And for anyone saying, well, that's far-fetched, not going to happen. It's already happening. It's already happening. You are not free from the minute that the government can tell you what you need to put in your body, which is your private, at least your private property is your body. You are not free. Like that is 100% a valid statement. If the government can force you to enjoy any activities that you pay for, you pay school tax, right? But if they force you to... Force your children to have all this poison inside of them, all these vaccines that are so necessary 
to enjoy the stuff you're actually paying for and you can't even say, I don't want to pay for it. You're not free. Now, let's go to a video of Rand Paul, who put out a statement that sounds all too familiar for all of us. Wait, where to go? Ah, there it is. Here we go. It's time for us to resist. They can't arrest all of us. They can't keep all of your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed although I've got a long list of ones they might keep closed or might ought to keep closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. Nancy Pelosi, you will not arrest or stop me or anyone on my staff from doing our jobs. We have either had COVID, had the vaccine, or been offered the vaccine. We will make our own health choices, We will not show you a passport. We will not wear a mask. We will not be forced into random screenings and testings so you can continue your drunk with power reign over the Capitol. President Biden, we will not accept your agency's mandates or your reported moves towards a lockdown. No one should follow the CDC's anti-science mask mandates. And if you want to shut down federal agencies again, some of which aren't even back to work yet, I will stop every bill coming through the Senate with an amendment to cut their funding if they don't come back to work in person. Local bureaucrats and union bosses, we will not allow you to do more harm to our children again this year. Children are not at any more risk from COVID than they are from the seasonal flu. Every adult who works in schools has either had the vaccine or had their chance to get vaccinated. There is no reason for mask mandates, part-time schools, or any lockdown measures. Children are falling behind in school and are being harmed physically and psychologically by the tactics that you have used to keep them from the classroom during the last year. We won't allow it again. If a school system attempts to keep children from full-time in-person school, I will hold up every bill with two amendments, one to defund them and another to allow parents the choice of where the money goes for their child's education. Do I sound fed up to you? That's because I am. I'm not a career politician. I practiced medicine for 33 years. I graduated from Duke Medical School. I've worked in emergency rooms. I've studied immunology and virology. And I ultimately chose to become an eye surgeon. I've been telling everyone for a year now that Dr. Fauci and other public health bureaucrats were not following the science. And I've been proven right time and time again. But I'm not the only one who is fed up. I can't go anywhere these days without people coming up and thanking me for standing up for them, whether I'm at work or at events in Kentucky, at airports, in restaurants or in stores. People thank me for taking a stand. They thank me for standing up for actual science, for standing up for freedom, for standing against mandates, lockdowns and bureaucratic power grabs. I think the tide is turning as more and more people are willing to stand up. I see stories from across the country of parents standing up to the unions and school boards. I see brave moms standing up and saying, my kids need to go back to school in person. I see members of Congress refusing to comply with petty tyrant Pelosi. We are at a moment of truth and a crossroads. Will we allow these people to use fear and propaganda to do further harm to our society, economy, and children? 
Or will we stand together and say, absolutely not, not this time, I choose freedom. So someone today sent me a quote, reminded me of a quote that I've uh, mentioned before. And I think it's important that we revisit that quote. It's from Operation Trust. (laughs) The best way to control the opposition is to lead it ourselves. Keep that always in mind. Now, having heard Rand Paul, uh, someone had made this clip that I found super awesome from July. Um, July when? July 30th, they put it up. Let's see. Take a listen and slash watch. Today, everything that we do isn't just for us. It's for the future that we leave behind. For those of us that have children or those of us that have family that have children. And for some godforsaken reason, people believe that being free is just whatever you think was normal. And 10 years ago, it was not normal. We are in a constant battle to remain free. Remain, remain, remain. And those that do not wish to fight, those that are not willing to defend freedom will never be free. There's hard work in freedom. We have to remember that we descend from immigrants that were rebels. And our forefathers created a document that they based this idea, this experiment of putting people from all over the world under one roof. One is self-government. But over the years and before that ink was dry, was in your hands as you took it over to the printer, we're already conspiring on how to lull the people to sleep so that they can chip away at their freedoms. Everyone was asleep. I don't know which day you kind of cracked your eye open, but not only did you go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. You voluntarily forfeited all of your freedoms. And every single time a major right was removed from you was in a time of crisis. And during those crises, oh, don't let a good crisis go to waste, they divided every single one of us. Race versus race, religion versus religion, social status versus social status, gender versus gender. They have darkened every single avenue of information you can even think of. Think of. Plug up into the depths of darkness of no knowledge. No knowledge. But collectively, we are shrunk, united. We are unstoppable. We are unstoppable. Since we've been in the dark this long, we can fight in the dark. The only light we need is truth. You should always walk in faith. Never by sight. Never by sight. Never by sight. All of them. They think that these little cells that they've created, their sunrise movements, their Antifas, their soy boys, their little unicorn riot groups, all of them. Your fake media, your rhino media, your wannabes, your decoders, all of them. 
They're mercenaries because these groups are not fighting. Are not fighting for tomorrow and freedom and their children's freedom. They're fighting for coin. Fighting for coin. Coin runs out at some point. And therefore they are not warriors. Freedom stems from unity. And to be honest, to change anything, all you need is about 1%. I'm sure we've got more than 1% on board. on board. And now, these past eight years, they've seen us on our knees. This past year, they've definitely seen us twenties. They see us on our knees and they think that we have succumbed to them, that we have broken. No, but no, let them think we are weak because what they don't realize is before a great war, everyone needs to pray and prepare. I hear from many, well, we can't do this now. When is it going to be the time to do something? When you've got the Karen at your door dragging your kid out of the house because you don't want to get a vaccine? When you go to the grocery store and they tell you you don't have any food credits, which one is it going to be? When they're going to tell you your penalty for running a red light was deducted automatically from your credit system. You think it's a joke? 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 With time, people forget. Especially when they do not have media on their side. The problem here is, is when your media is bought, when you have programs promoting the notions that you want people to see. Direct communication with your representative is imperative, especially in a time like this, to know exactly where they stand because of this mass media overload. We are overloaded with so much junk for the brain, it's ridiculous. And not only that, the stuff that we do need to know about, we're not even told about. And therefore, the public is lulled with the wonderful lullaby of lies. Their fate is already sealed. God wins. God wins. Because nothing that they are doing is allowed. The only way to understand how you win is to see that unity is humanity and what they lack is humanity and therefore everything is up to us the only light we need is truth there's hard work in freedom those that are not willing to defend freedom will never be free the world and your future is yours to make nobody else's yours so it's time to fight so how are we going to fight i did tell you that it will be ohio and kentucky and this was just a small introduction i have been extremely busy today uh, with ohio um getting some preliminaries done there's only one city that we need to tackle. And once we tackle that, all the others will follow. And this is how you bring change. By using the sharpest weapons that we have. And that is our pen, our paper, and the law. Now, while many might say the law has failed them, oh, yes, indeed, they have failed you, but they will not be allowed to prosper. 
Now, uh, speaking of prospering, we should. I think this would be an awesome anthem for Arizona. I mean, it was made for something else, but damn. Take a listen to this. Focusing on just the audits, they're getting away with murder, literally. Now, I believe tomorrow I will have, oh man, and I don't know 
how I want to put it out because I'm going to utilize this. I think it's time we turn tables and reclaim words. I saw a lot of people reclaiming the my body, my choice. Very important. But we're going to claim the Black Lives Matter movement. We're going to take it. We're going to take it. Take it. We have to. That's how we win. We take back the words, take back their slogans, confuse the shit out of them. I think it's time to turn the tables, you know? And even though many people, no, 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 no. This is how we have to do it. Because we have shit like this going on. Did you guys see that a judge actually sided against what the governor's uh, mandate was? Yeah, indeed he did. Take a listen. Look, though, at the launch credit union camera at Port Canaveral, where businesses have been picking up as cruise lines try to keep coronavirus at bay. A key legal battle could renew those efforts. A judge just ruled Norwegian can mandate proof of vaccination for passengers boarding their ships. This could change who can set sail from Florida's ports. News 6's Mark Lehman is in Brevard County with details on how the update could impact the future of the industry. The judge's ruling is something that's set to have an impact not only on Norwegian, but also other cruise lines if they choose to move towards vaccination mandates. This coming as the governor has stood firm in his stance against so-called vaccine passports. As a month-long battle over a return to cruising in Florida is underway, a new decision is giving cruise lines more power in setting their own safety requirements. On Sunday, a federal judge granted Norwegian Cruise Line's request to mandate proof of vaccination from passengers. This coming despite a recently passed Florida law banning vaccine passports. The judge stating Norwegian has demonstrated that public health will be jeopardized if it is required to suspend its vaccination requirement. Today, the state is appealing the decision. In a statement, the governor's office said a prohibition on vaccine passports does not even implicate, let alone violate, anyone's speech rights, and it furthers the substantial local interest of preventing discrimination among customers based on private health information. Meanwhile, business is picking back up at Port Canaveral. The Carnival Mardi Gras returned from its first revenue sailing on Saturday. Royal Caribbean's Allure of the Seas left last night, followed by the Disney Dream today. The question now is what kind of impact will the judge's decision have on future sailings? The Disney Dream, which is the ship furthest away from us, is set to depart this evening. As for Norwegian, the company's CEO issued a statement last night saying he welcomes the judge's ruling, which allows them to resume cruising in the safest way possible. Their next cruise is set to depart from Miami on August 15th. In Port Canaveral, Mark Lehman, Getting Results, News 6. So a judge has decided with no facts and no proof that this virus, because there isn't any, there's no science. Wait, oh, don't, don't, don't hear me tell about you, tell you about that. Here's Emerald. Emerald Robinson. Here we go. Take a listen. So what's going on between the CDC and the White House? Hi, John. Kind of surprising, right? Because when I asked them for the data to support their policies, particularly Press Secretary Jen Psaki and her Deputy Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, they give such an air of confidence in saying, well, that's because the medical experts tell us that while never giving me the data. Well, it's interesting because apparently they're asking the very same question I am about the data behind the scenes to the Centers for Disease Control and its, its director, Rochelle Walensky, but are frustrated 
that they're not getting answers. They don't understand why the CDC particularly isn't collecting very important data on vaccinated people to see what exactly the breakthrough rate is. In fact, according to Axios, uh, the, the, the White House and the CDC both are largely relying on data from the pharmaceutical companies themselves who develop the vaccines and also from other countries like Israel and Iceland who have a high vaccination rate and much earlier than the United States started vaccinating and are now seeing uh, a swath of breakthrough cases. Now, in addition to that, they continue to make policies based on CDC guidance. And the CDC has largely, up until about last week when they got criticism for doing this, has largely been citing data that it compiled between January and April. So that's quite a while before uh, they reached the vaccination rate that we're at now and also before this pre-Delta variant that I've asked for data on and the White House tells me they can't give it. Now, it also comes as they're, they consider a, are considering a third booster shot for the mRNA vaccines and also as they're mandating vaccines for the federal government and even now by extension for the White House press corps. In fact, uh, federal employees received an attestation form last Friday where they had to acknowledge that they are providing true information, knowing that false statements could lead to fines and even imprisonment. Now, what is interesting about mandating this for federal employees and warning them that if they lie, there is some concern. I talked to some sources in the federal government. There's concern that people will say they're vaccinated and they're not. But what's interesting about this is that this White House particularly keeps blaming uh, what they say is not enough vaccinations in the United States on conservatives and even conservative media. When you look at the federal government, they have concern within that. About 99% of the federal government is comprised of Democrats, John. The Biden administration right now, they are working from Delaware, right? They're uh, kind of on a, a working road trip. Yeah, they're, they're trying to find out more 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 information on Delta, but it, it, the CDC really isn't compelling it in a great way. Also, it's interesting. You have to keep in mind, John, that this was leaked from the White House. This is a purposeful leak. So mm -hmm. you're seeing a break between the CDC and the White House and that, that they're throwing the CDC and even by extension to a certain degree, Dr. Tony Fauci under the bus as there is pushback on these vaccines, continued mass mandates, especially as Barack Obama has his big party over the weekend where we saw leaked picture, pictures of he and his friends maskless dancing. There's uh, there's reports, you know, people questioning the, the exact vaccination level of the people there. And then you had Annie Carney of the New York Times, who's in the White House press poll, suggesting, well, these are sophisticated people. So they know what they're doing. And so they're smart people. They're not uh, feeble minded. Remember that word. Right. Remember that word. Peasants. You're considered feeble minded. Remember that. Remember feeble minded. They're sophisticated. I, this uh, so this leaking from the White House is targeted to try to get some of the focus off of them and some of the backlash off them to uh, and throwing the CDC under the bus. It is God. interesting. Yeah, no, no press briefings today, right? They're working from Delaware. Not an opportunity to ask these questions. What do you think about yeah. the Obama administration? Some schadenfreude going on. Thanks so much, Emerald. We appreciate it. You just, you guys, when you find out what was really going on, I mean, I've been saying it. I've been talking about Obamacare for like forever and a day. And I don't even want to get into it today because I want to keep it to have a full on show just on that where I'm going to break it down to you. I mean, I knew about the virus from years ago. 
almost as if I wrote the fucking playbook again and again and again. I mean, you know, you think Mars is a planet. It's right next door on the other side. Whatever. All right. So we have the Biden selected admin enforcing things they cannot enforce. We have companies threatening people that you will have to resign if you don't take the vaccine. That's not how it works. How it works is I'm not resigning. Fire me. Any of you resigning are doing just what they want. They can't stop you from getting unemployment benefits and filing a case. They cannot stop you. They don't have that right. The only time you are ineligible for unemployment benefits is when you fuck up at work. When you have documented evidence that you have consistently fucked up or been late to work. That's the only time that you will not get unemployment benefits. Only time. The Department of Labor is bound to the Constitution. They can't just make shit up. Oh, it'll be fun if a state tries. It'll be a shit ton of fun. So I say this to everyone in there that says, oh my gosh, I have to do, do it. This is why we have the state groups. What do you think? Do you think where we go one, we go all was for what? Elections? No. Rallies? No, it was meant for this time. If someone in the state of Ohio, where's my state, right? Says, okay, they gave me the ultimatum. I didn't do it. Don't kick up a fuss. Don't say, you all are just dumb bitches. You just deal with problems. Don't say shit. Nothing. Do not acknowledge updated employment contracts, request your original one, especially those of you that have been there for a while. Get that shit from your HR. Hold on to it. Oh boy, nobody ever likes to hold on to that. Keep your mouth shut. Agree with all the idiots that are telling you about vaccines. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's really saving lives. Sure, yeah, sure. You're going for a new job interview? Get the job. Say whatever the fuck you want. And when they tell you you need to provide proof, make sure you got that shit on email. And then you could turn around and say, I don't have proof. Now what? I'm sorry, we're rescinding our offer. Whoop, medical discrimination 101. You're fine. And it's your groups that are going to be there for you. We will be there for you. You can choose to roll over because you have bills. I get it. But remember, the people in your state groups, the people writing letters with you, the people that are talking with you, the people that you're chatting with every single day, the people you're supposed to be going out for coffee with, right? Not rallying, coffee with, introducing each other, having lunch, breaking bread, having a beer. They will be right there with you. Say it happens in my, in my state, somewhere in freaking Cincinnati. All of us will drive out there. We will be right behind you when you file that fucking case. If the case filing is $70, we will help you. If your lawyer's retainer is $2,000, we will help you. If you cannot find a lawyer, we will all help you. Because you will be helping us fight for tomorrow. And this is how we have to operate. This is what 
where we go one, we go all stood for. It was not some bullshit, stupid slogan to put on a fucking t-shirt. It wasn't about anything like that. It wasn't about bowing down to one leader. It wasn't about bowing down to one persona. It was about us carrying each other in the time that we need the most. And it is now. Now, when they are bullying us into doing things, I'm free. You can't force me to put shit on my body because I said so. I identify as vaccinated. And there are many people that identify as vaccinated. Some of them may even have freaking cards. Oh, am I going to jail? You forced me to commit a crime because you violated my civil rights. Mm. Whoa. Other people are like, what? I'm going to go to an interview and lie. (laughs) Who goes to an interview and tells the truth? Let's be honest. (laughs) It's like, tell me, (laughs) tell me how good you are here. I'm very oriented. No, 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 no. I'm super this, super that bullshit. You're like fucking love solitaire on my computer. I love going to lunch at this time. And I'm really glad that you guys have awesome benefits. The only reason I want this job. And that's the truth. This is how you get them by using the laws and the protections that we have already there. Don't respond by saying I'm not fucking getting it. Don't respond. That's it. Just don't respond. You don't have to. If HR calls you in, make sure you got that shit recorded. Right? Make sure you got them on email demanding that you provide proof. Make sure you got their threats. Document every motherfucking piece. If you're a nurse or a doctor, you know how that goes. It's all documented. You email. You get with your charge nurse on the email where she tells you, I'm going to be like, okay. Thanks for reminding me. I'll try to make time. I'm really busy. We could give you paid time off. No, thank you. Want to save those for Christmas. Find anything you can. Avoid it. That's all. Keep it. Keep your head down. Do your work. And then say the ultimatum was like August 1st or September 1st. Turn up for work. Like you don't give a fuck. And have them tell you you need to go. And the minute they're telling you, you need to go, you need to email and say, I'm really distraught. I came into work and I was told I have to leave. Why? Someone said I'm on mandated paid personal leave or unpaid leave. Dude, that's illegal. That's illegal. Because you haven't broken a law. They can't fire you. They can't fire you. They will lose. They cannot fire you. So stick to your guns. Don't fucking roll over. If you're a student and they refuse you to go there, file it with fucking the federal government if you got a federal loan. And tell them, they've refused me. They uh, you they get aid, federal aid, right? They get money, federal tax dollars. This is where you turn around and you say they violated my rights and said that they're denying me, but they took my money. They have my money. This is how you work. It's all bullshit. What they're telling you that they can do is all bullshit. They have no power. Absolutely zero power. Zero power. So much zero power (laughs) that they've deployed all assets. All of them to tell you what you should do. And when I hear people, we should just focus on this. We should. Let me tell you something. Audits are going to come out. Audits are going to tell you that they cheated. We all know they cheated. 
We've been talking about how they're cheating before they even fucking cheated. I told you they're not going to let him win. I already told you who's going to call the election. I told you that a year before the election. Yet, you know, I'm only good <laughs> at Googling shit. I mean, how many times does something have to be a coincidence before it's not? Bottom line is, the war had begun a long time ago. It was just never at a point where people could be recruited for it. How do you recruit someone? You don't. You don't tell someone what to do. You're like, listen, dude, you could sit there on your ass and do absolutely nothing. Your kids will become slaves or dinner or fucking fertilizer or just slaves to whatever they want. And they'll remember that it was you sitting in your chair doing absolutely fucking nothing. See, because you create your future. The next second that's about to go by right now, it's now history. You had that opportunity to do something, right? That's what I'm saying. You fix everything yourself. No one's going to come and save you. Plan was always you. You just had to trust their plan. They follow it to the T and now they're castling. You can't avoid it. You already knew you were losing and you're going to lose super hard. Oh, and you know, I said this in a group chat where someone, you know, all these state groups, someone was making their own, um, their own group, like Northeast this, Northeast that. Oh, I thought I was helping. And then here's the reason why you're not helping when you do that shit in the groups. You don't need to know what your admins are doing. They're doing something. But what you do need to know that there are many ways that you can see things. There are reporters and actual leftists. We've got actually two congressional staffers in the Tory says plus chat that actually interact with you. I've interacted with them once. Never, ever did they pose a question again to me. Because <laughs> you can see everything. How do you see it? Well, I'll let John tell you. Both iOS and Android are infected with keystroke logging software. This is a known fact. People pay these pornography sites for the ability to put their key logging software on your phones. How do you think they make their money? It costs millions of dollars to maintain these massive databases and have the bandwidth to disperse this pornography. And yet, you don't pay. Yes, you're paying. Uh, while you are watching your phone, your phone is watching you. This is just a fact of life. Uh, the operating system is designed specifically to watch you, listen to you, find out where you are in order to help you. It needs to know who your friends are. Um, it needs to know what you're saying in your text messages. Um, it needs to listen to you sometimes. And so you're looking at your phone and you have all of these facilities, but it is the world's greatest spy device, designed as a spy device. Now, there's nothing wrong with that as long as the person spying on you is spying on you for benign reasons, meaning maybe they just want to sell you something. I can choose to say no, but hackers use those same facilities. They are built into the operating system. So 
if a hacker gets access to those facilities, they may choose to empty my bank account without my permission or knowledge, uh, or to steal my identity, or to start charging things on my credit cards, or if I have a Bitcoin wallet or an Ethereum wallet, they can empty my wallets. The, the, this is the facts. This is not science fiction. This is not uh, me being paranoid. The antivirus paradigm is, is no longer functional. It doesn't work. I said this 10 years ago, and, and I'm the person who invented it. So I, I, people should listen. I mean, if I invented it and I, I built the first antivirus company, viruses are not the problem. By the time hackers have planted malware in your system, it's way too late. The hackers spend weeks, months, or sometimes years sniffing around in your system, taking what they want before they even plant malware. But you can find the presence of a hacker in your system so easily. Every hacker has to go through certain steps in order to break into any system and do damage. The first thing they have to do is get through the firewall, and all firewalls have holes. It's impossible to build a firewall that can keep out all hackers. It just can't be done. They have to get through the firewall, and then they have to find out where they are. And so what's on this net? So they sniff every device on the network. You have people, I mean, I've even heard people at Google say that if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. Well, I've never heard anything crazier. It's insane to say, if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. We're all humans. We are living in an imperfect world. Over half of all smartphones. So, just so you guys know, when you talk in private, right, in Telegram chats, <laughs> On Signal, that has Google Capture, by the way. When you email, if you can, if you know how to do these things and sniff little cots out, you can see it all. There is nothing hidden. I don't care how encrypted you think your shit is. It's not. I guess maybe only my main computer is. Because to access it. Because you got to be in me, huh? That's the best part of it. Both uh, iOS and Android are infected with keystroke logging software. This is a known fact. Every pornography site in the world, if you have ever, I'm sure nobody here has ever looked at pornography. But if you have, then um, you have keystroke logging software. How do you think they make their money? See, this is, this is the issue. It costs millions of dollars to maintain these massive databases and have the bandwidth to, to disperse this pornography. And yet, you don't pay. Yes, you're paying. The instant you visit the site, if you have an Android, for example, the site runs a JavaScript which sets the download unauthorized application flag. The very first video that you watch you now, because that's a click-through, you clicked, you did something. You said, yes, oh, good, that's yes, I'll do that. Um, downloads, first and foremost, a remote routing function. If it's an iPhone, uh, a remote jailbreaking program. All can be remotely uh, rooted now. After it's rooted, they download a key, a key logger, and all this takes just a matter of seconds. And from that point on, somebody is watching every single one of your keystrokes. Now, people pay these pornography sites 
for the ability to put their key logging software on your phones. Why? Well, well maybe they're a Bitcoin aficionado and they're, they're going to see, ah, do you have a Bitcoin wallet like Mycelium or what have you? Yes. Well, this is going to hang around until you access it and input your, your keys or your passwords. And the next day, your wallet's going to be empty. Or maybe you do online banking. All right? You have a password. You have an application. The very first time you've logged into your bank to check your balance or do anything, they go, thank you very much. And the next day, your bank balance will disappear. Now, why has this not happened to you already? Because hackers are not stupid. In order to take something, they have to download additional software. If they only take four or five hundred people's bank accounts in one day, then the next day, the white hat hackers are going to say, ah, this is how they did it. Everybody, you can protect yourself. No, they're going to wait until one day this year or next year, and a hundred million people in one day are going to have your bank accounts eradicated zero balance or your identity will be stolen or your bitcoin wallet will be emptied uh, or maybe they've been watching your keystrokes to see if you know maybe you're saying something to a friend or a lover that maybe could compromise you maybe they can blackmail you if they get lucky you might be a U united states congressman or a senator in which case now not only do they have money they have power and the russian uh, president, ex-president, vice-president, turned-president, stuff like that. Um, cyber Mafia and the Chinese Cyber Mafia are so powerful, they pay literally hundreds of millions of dollars to these pornography sites to allow them to access your smartphone so that at some point they can utilize that. Now, you said how secure are they? <laughs> well, they're not. They're not. Neither the the, uh, the, the alt-currency wallets um, nor anything else in the cloud. Because what, what is the cloud? We haven't thought this through, people. The cloud is a place where I'm going to store data. I don't know what computer it's on or even what country it's in. I don't know who is managing it and monitoring it and controlling it. I don't know what type of security facilities you have. I know nothing. And I'm willing to put my valuable data there? No. Why would we do that? Now, if it's something I don't care about, that if you steal it, I don't care. It's, it's a list of books I read. You know, I'll just recreate it from the web. But if it's something that matters, it's like saying, we've all agreed now we have secrets, yes? Why don't you let me keep your secrets? Why should you be burdened with having to keep your secrets? I mean, you've got too many stories to tell. Why don't you give it to me and let me manage it for you? Isn't that crazy? And that's, that, that's what we're doing with our, quote, secret data. That is data we don't want to have stolen from us or taken or accessed. Well, then, that is how you can see everything. Now, I use my my phones. I usually swap them out um, quite often, every few months. But, you know, I've got a lot of eyes on me. So they want to see where I'm going to spend, who I'm paying, who I'm talking with. Everything's above board. And they can watch me in the toilet, too. Totally take it there. Always. So... 
speaking of TMI. During our trip to many states, I was in the presence of a lot of people that were vaccinated. As a female, we all know that one of the repercussions is that menstruation happens spontaneously. Took me only a day to be home and boom, there it is. It was the worst cramps in my life, probably because I was around a lot of vaccinated people. I feel chipper now. Probably why I felt so yucky. Um, I didn't feel that heavy, um, but you know, the heaviness in my arms, but I felt exhausted. And I was in, in airplanes. I think I had like, I had a lot of flights past week, a lot of different flights. So whatever it is, it's affecting those uh, around them. And it's quite fascinating as to how they're not talking about that. And how this Delta variant is here now, but we still don't have the original COVID virus. We don't have a live virus to examine. But, you know, we need vaccines. We need all of them. Oh, man, when you see. I'll tell you what. Here's a glimpse. Imagine that over 100 years ago, they tried to convince the world that it would be a better place if they can pick who's alive, right? Because then they would have a better future. And they failed. And then fast forward 50, 60 years, they tried it again, but in another way, right? Right? Hillary and Bill tried it in another way. But they were still getting backlash for that original wave. Well, this time they're doing it. And instead of you being upset at the methods, they're trying to make you think this is the only way to keep you safe. Man, I'm telling you, they will unperson so many people. You think censorship is bad? Where are all these people in the know that are fighting the fight? Where are they? Hmm? That's because they only know one facet of things. They don't know it all. There are very few people that know it all. You can count them on one hand. And that's what sucks. Oh, let's shift. Let's shift gears before we go to the break and totally shift gears and have some fun. Now, Letitia James, as we know, is going after Cuomo. They need to get rid of him so people stop asking for accountability. Once you get rid of someone, it's okay. They failed taking out Whitmer. Right? They needed to take out that wench, which, not wench. I want to be a wench at a bar. I think that would be a cool job. But, no, the witch. They tried to take her out, had a bunch of FBI agents find one nutcase to plan her abduction, probably kill her. So that way they don't have to answer questions. Cuomo wasn't going down without a fight. Blackmail against blackmail. And you know what that should teach you? Let's pretend everything about the elections come out. Everything. I could tell you right now, no one in East Cleveland gives a fuck. I could tell you the teachers don't want to hear it. The unions don't want to hear it, which, by the way, how 
It's just another coincidence that we talked about one of the biggest union guys and Trumpka dies. It's just, oh, wanted to show you how they take the fuckers out. Unexplained, unexpected death, man. You guys are listening to so many people. Sometimes I like want to, I, I, I do pull my hair a lot, but I see you guys sharing details, sharing propaganda in the room and it drives me freaking insane. Who is this person talking now? How are they in the know? They're not in the fucking know. Then you share all these graphene things. Shut the fuck up. We talked about graphene. It's not what they say. Everyone's getting little portions here and there. It's all BS. The question you should be asking is why now? Oh, they just woke up now. Well, they should shut up and kind of backtrack and see where they can pick up from where it already started. Don't start the conversation all over again and make your own assumptions. You look dumb to people who know. These elections. Fraud is there. It's 100% there. It's coming out. Cross the nation. Fraud, 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 fraud. So what do you guys think? That we're just going to reinstate President Trump? Is that how it works? How are we going to do that? With the DOJ, it's been fantastic. Let me guess. We're going to get the media to report on it, right? Shit. How did I not think of that? We're going to get CNN to report on it. That's right. We're going to get Fox to report on it. That's right. We're going to get news. All these people are going to report on it. And everyone's going to say, oh, my gosh, it was a bunk election. Fuck. You've got to be living under a rock if you think that's the way it goes. President Trump won, period. Hands down, 120 million votes. There is not one question or doubt in my mind about that. And let me rephrase that, 120 million valid votes. Now, you'll say, that's just way too many. Well, you'll see. Because you can't come in like that. You got to have the results. You got to go to court. You've got to get more states. Should have went to the states that weren't contested. But I digress. No point in pointing out how you thought you knew best and fucked up. Let's move along, right? So moving along is you're not going to be able to just reinstate him. The people aren't going to go freak the fuck out and jump around because you're not getting your message out. Nobody is listening anymore. Everyone's tuned out completely. Anything that has to do with the elections, they've tuned out. Why? Because you've employed all the fucking crazies to push it out for you. You're in an echo chamber and you think that you're getting your message out. You're not. But we are. We're the sticker brigade. You guys have put out billboards everywhere. We should keep doing that. Stickers, billboards. This is how you get in their face. Not this bullshit tweeting and putting shit in one fucking platform in a box or creating bots. How many people believe that Alex Jones has an audience? Get the fuck out of here. That guy is so gone. It's like super gone. Nothing. Nobody listens to anybody anymore. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And the more they silence you to sequester the message, the more you realize they're not playing for you, they're playing for themselves. See, sticker bandits. Someone had actually shared how in Moscow, they had sticker police. <laughs> Anywhere I go, there's a fucking sticker somewhere. Stickers, stickers, stickers everywhere. 
And I'm so slick too. <laughs> I am super slick. Open the door to freaking pet smart, you know, the, the, the glass door when it goes. And I go all the way to the end and I pretend to tie my shoe touching the door while I put the sticker on. And it's in the hard place. So they can't like move it around or in the elevator right where the seam is. So they can't move it around. Yeah, that's it. Stickers, stickers, billboard stickers, flyers, stickers everywhere. We did the banners, all the ball games. We did shit in the water of Trump won. Just keep putting it out there, putting it out there. Not sitting in some stupid echo chamber with, you know, 80% manufactured bots thinking that our message is getting out. No one is listening. They're not even going to come and see you speak unless they're deranged. They don't want to hear it. Because while you're, you know what, the people in Arizona have been working their asses off, right? They have been working their asses off, but no one knows what's going on. They're getting messages here and there from Patrick Byrne. He's doing what he can. But everyone else is just, they're all losers because they're not fake woke. They think they're woke. Ah, what should we call the, the, the ones that actually think they've gone through the awakening, but they're still fucking sleeping? like pseudo sleepwalkers. There we go. <laughs> so we've got the woke that are losers. And then we got the sleepwalkers that are super losers. They're coming out, giving you all this. Let me tell you, I know what happened. They put this in the vaccine. Oh my God. And they're doing this and you're all going to die. Stop. Stop. Gosh, you should be ashamed of yourself. Ashamed of yourself. Oh, we are the ones that create the future, <laughs> not a narrative, not an idiot, right? We, again, I should say this, where we go one, we go all was intended for right now. Where you with the people that you break bread with, the people that you chat with, the people asking, hey, let's edit this letter before we send it out. Those people. Those people are the ones that are going to carry you over the gap. All of us here together. Stop freaking out. Can't freak over. How are you freaking out over shit you can't control? You're just putting yourself into an early grave. This is where we share the burden. Because your fight, is my fight. The next guy's fight is my fight. And if they don't want to hear us, they're going to fucking see us. They're going to see us everywhere. Every freaking where. Every time they turn, every time they go shopping at Walmart, there'll be a fucking Trump one sticker there. Every time they go and buy dog food, it'll be right there on the wall. Every time they get into an elevator, it'll be staring at them right in the face. Why? Well, here's a little story time. Once upon a time, we had to convince one government to want to buy oil from this government. Well, not oil. We wanted them to allow this government to exploit that oil. But we were facilitating it because in order for us to spy on that other government, we needed them to exploit their oil because by proxy, we would have access to their information and intelligence. So how did we do that? Oh, maybe we could get someone on the inside. Fuck that. That's CIA talk. That's stupid shit. They send in the real pros. So there's little old me being a nice little temp. 
and those that were making the decision, all they would see is in their printers, they would find paperwork and magazine articles, most of them fake, showing, oh, look how awesome this country did this oil rig over here and did that there, and they made a shit ton of money. Suddenly, they would have, uh, you know, a magazine opened up in the damn, you know, room where they all ate and got donuts. Right there, just happened to be open on that fucking page. Whole magazine, a fake, a fake, just for that one article. Every time they would print something off, there would be one paper, like a email, discussing numbers of that one country's abilities and capabilities in this place to do shit. It was so in their face that after me having them in my area for 28 days for only seven hours a day, Monday through Friday, the fuckers did exactly what we wanted them to do. You show them, you put it in them. That's all. All you have to do is constantly give them that subliminal message. That was one of my best plays ever. I mean, how do you convince one government to hire another government? Because you want to spy on the other government, but you can only do it if they're working with that government. Government A needs oil done. Government B, we want to spy on. CIA is like, hey, we'll just send plans. It's like, no, fuck you. They'll figure it out. So we need government B to do business with government A so that we can spy on government B. How do we do it? Everyone was giving ideas and it's like, you're all losers. Let me fix this. Give me 28 days. We'll have them begging us to have government be working with them. And so it was. And that's how you do it. You constantly insult their thoughts with words. They see it. It's like subliminal, just flashes, constant, 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 constant. And there you go. Stickers, billboards. They won't know what hit them. In the end, you will have the left wanting, saying, yeah, you know, they totally cheated. How do you think those numbers are climbing now? That's how you do it. This is how you make things done. You fix it. You make them see it your way. If they can't, if they won't listen, what did Reagan say? If they won't listen, you make them, if they can't see it and make them feel the heat, well, they're going to freaking see it now. Because they're seeing it everywhere. That's the thing. It's kind of like when um, Patrick Berge was throwing flyers out of an airplane. You see it. It's in your hand. Guys, I recreated a whole freaking magazine that looked like a German magazine. Kid you not. Just to plant that article in there. Like, damn. I think the Kinko's guy on the other side of that city was like, whoa. See, they get you with constant push of marketing and words and music, right? Use that. Make them see your numbers. See, right now they know your numbers, but they don't see it. The stickers and the billboards aren't going to bring President Trump back. But what they're going to do is they're going to bring people to our yard because the milkshake's better here because they'll believe it. Because even those that are like, I don't know, man, Biden saying, nah, you know, Trump was polarized. Suddenly they see it everywhere. They'll be like, nah, man. Yeah, I think they cheated. So when it comes down to it, in early 2022, when we have this discussion formally in courts, you'll be surprised how many people will be on our side.
because they can see it. That's how you change things. Oh, it's a psyop, but not on you. It's a psyop on the people that don't see your message. Because right now, where, where are we seeing messages? In foxholes? On Frank's speech? Like, who goes there? Is your neighbor on Frank's speech? No. Are they at the foxhole? No, they're fucking not. Is it on YouTube? Maybe. Is it on the air? Maybe. Not really. Are they all on Telegram? Fuck no, they're not. How many of your neighbors are there? They're not. They're all out there just getting a lot of this propaganda. That's it. So invade it. You have the right to invade it. Newspapers is actually declining when I wanted to pay for a full page ad that said, Trump won, let's audit Ohio. Email me here. They denied me all papers. I wanted it in the actual physical newspaper to get the old, the older population. They said no. I went to a billboard and I said, I want to pay for this one billboard. They said no. I mean, they own the billboard. So I've been trying to get billboards out in Ohio. They've just been complete arses about it. So it's down to me putting stickers everywhere. <laughs> I went school supply shopping. I haven't even finished because, man, you have to shop around for prices, right? Um, Staples, office, Depot all stickered up and ready, even in their bathrooms. <laughs> That's how you do it. Because someone might be angry and pull it down. But 10 people that weren't angry saw it, weren't angry enough to scratch it off, saw it. And maybe they feel like, holy crap, they're right. Or maybe they think just like you and I. And say, wow, there's a lot of people out there that feel the same way. Or maybe, you know, you just give them that light that they need. That's how you change things. Let them see you. You know, the vice didn't do that hit piece on me for, you know, happenstance, happen chance. They knew exactly what they were talking about. So before we finish this segment of the show, let's look at who's running against Letitia and what he has to say. And what's really going on with the governor? Do not support New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. This polling comes as the governor's own attorney is attacking New York Attorney General Letitia James's report, which found the governor sexually harassed multiple women. Take a look. No one is saying that all 11 of these women are lying. And nobody's well, ever said that. Can you be clear on who, who but, you say is lying I, and who's not then? Can you be clear on oh, that? Oh, I will be quite clear. Cuomo could face misdemeanor charges if investigators substantiate a criminal complaint accusing the governor of groping an aide last year. That's according to the Albany Sheriff. The AG, Letitia James, issuing this own statement on Twitter saying we will fully cooperate with the Albany Sheriff and turn over all evidence related to this complainant. So the AG is turning over evidence that she found, which, by the way, I just wanted to give you guys an update. The the quo warranto that you guys filed in New York, well, the two people that filed it in New York, good job. I mean, a lot of people aren't talking about it, but very good job because you got the judges. One recused himself. The other one just is like, we're going to put it off. I wanted to say congratulations. See, this is how we fight by going again and again and again and attacking again and again and again through the courts. It doesn't matter if you lose. Not every bullet hits its target, but it can weaken it or it can terrify it. So remember, we are fighting on all fronts. This is what is important. 
You win if you lose. You win if you win. It's all win. When you shoot bullets, not all of them are going to hit your target, but most of them are going to send them running scared. So good job. And this is Letitia James, AG, suddenly looking into sex crimes. So weird. Similarly, we will cooperate with all law enforcement agencies as appropriate. Joining us to discuss, Michael Henry, a commercial litigation attorney who's challenging Letitia James for the AG spot. Michael, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate you taking the time. Uh, to begin, we should note that the governor has denied the sexual harassment allegations and has not yet left office. That being said, based on the AG's report, do you believe the governor should resign? Uh, yes, I believe the governor should resign. And it's not just based on this AG's report. Uh, this AG's report contains extremely disgusting and repugnant behavior. But on top of that, you also have the fact he's being investigated for his $5 million book deal, uh, the mishandling of the construction of the Mario Cuomo Bridge, and then most importantly, uh, to many people in this state, the COVID nursing home crisis. And as he's moving forward with literally no political allies, and then also the fact that this impeachment proceeding is going to move expeditiously, I think he's basically handcuffed cuffed himself as far as his ability to lead the state. Yeah. You mentioned multiple scandals surrounding the governor, and we, we've followed all of those right here on Newsmax. Uh, again, focusing on the sexual harassment scandal here, one of mm -hmm. his accusers speaking out. Here's what Brittany Camisso had to say about the governor's actions. Take a look at this. And I could tell immediately when he hugged me, it was in a probably the most sexually aggressive manner than any of the other hugs. It was then that I said, you know, uh, Governor, you're going to get us in trouble. And I thought to myself, that probably wasn't the best thing to say. But at that time, I was so afraid that one of the mansion staff that was downstairs, that they were going to come up and see this and think, oh, you know, is that what she comes here for? Now, she was a former aide to the governor there, alleging groping, inappropriate touching. How would you advise this aide when it comes to seeking justice? Well, she moved forward with filing a criminal complaint. And, and I think that part of the problem here with this report is that the attorney general didn't go far enough. Because if you read the report, uh, she makes allegations and says they're corroborate, uh, totally corroborated as far as unwanted groping, touching, kissing individuals, including a state trooper who was assigned to protect the governor. I just wanted to kind of just sit back for a second and just think, we're talking about New York, right? <laughs> <laughs> who has a shit ton of property in upstate New York, you guys? Let me look at the chats. Who has a shit ton of property and companies named after places in upstate New York? Yeah, that's what's up. Hunter, 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 hunter. Hunter, Joe. Hunter, Joe, all of them. <laughs> she got groped. She was his toy. Yep. I get it. I believe it. She went with it. She knew. But now she gets to say her piece. Pay attention. They're all facts. And now we just recently had the sheriff of Albany County come out and say, uh, that they're still waiting on investigative materials. And if the attorney general made criminal referrals, um, which she clearly isn't worried about getting involved in local issues, because just a few weeks back, she uh, uh, signed people in her office as special district attorneys in the Manhattan DA's office when it came to the Trump organization, uh, these local district attorneys wouldn't be scrambling for evidence uh, in counties like New York County, Westchester, Oswego, Albany. So what I would have I would have done is moved forward.
Did he say Oswego? Shit, isn't there an Oswego LLC? I'm just saying, Film Actors Guild, fags, let's go. Or with criminal referrals, if I was the attorney general, and this also, and then also would have supplied the information to the local district attorneys as needed so they can move forward in those jurisdictions and worked with them uh, hand in hand to get justice for these victims. Okay. Well, you mentioned A.G. James and, you know, some of her critics say that she likely has her own political ambitions, perhaps even wanting the governor's seat for herself. How much does politics play into the timing of this report? Well, I'd like to think it was because the day after the Post and the Daily News covered my announcement that we had influence on that. But I think typically, and I've referred to her in the past as the attorney grandstander, um, look, she, she ran for office stating that she was going to find crimes to indict political opponents on once she was in office. Uh, she believes that it's in the best interest of the law enforcement, a chief law enforcement officer of the state to sue law enforcement instead of working with them. And she talks about she's a voice for the voiceless. But when the COVID nursing home crisis uh, came about and individuals are dying with ventilators stuck down their throat, she she lost her voice. And this is not just uh, the attorney, the current attorney general. Since our last Republican attorney general in the state of New York, every single Democrat attorney general has utilized this office for the gubernatorial aspirations and to weaponize it against political opponents. And I believe when she went in front of and run, did this press conference and basically said, my job here is done it showed that she was basically positioning herself to get the governor to resign in contrast to moving forward with getting justice for these victims who she repeatedly called brave. Well, you, you mentioned the thousands of elderly New York residents there. Uh, they're mm -hmm. family members. They want some answers. They want accountability and they want justice as well. If mm -hmm. you were to serve as attorney general, how would you go about finding justice for these victims? Well, the first thing I would do is move move forward with uh, a criminal. I would move forward with a criminal investigation. What what we've seen take place in this state is disgusting, and quite frankly, um, part of the reason. If COVID didn't happen, I wouldn't even be exploring this run. And I've been to multiple uh, counties throughout this state, in different parts of the state, and in almost every single county, I've had someone come up to me and say, "My mother, my father, my grandfather, my uncle, some old." a senior citizen relative and their family died in a nursing home. They they were told after they died, they didn't get to touch them. They couldn't hold a funeral. They still don't have answers. So in addition, also on the state level, I would cooperate with federal authorities and encourage um, whoever the the governor is, um, who hopefully is going to be a Republican governor, to, to cooperate with the uh, Department of Justice officials because there still is one ongoing investigation going on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll wait and see again. For You feel for those families, of course, who lost loved ones uh, because of that executive order signed by Governor Cuomo. It, Michael Henry, joining us live on the program, running for New York Attorney General. Michael, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you very much. And Michael, who's running for Attorney General in New York, also has a book on his shelf called Map to Map. History, Map to Map. It's going to be a next topic. Let's start with some music during this intermission while we get our drinks in order. Let's enjoy this song. It's a pretty good one. Yo, pray for me, pray for my friends. Pray for the ones that don't know when the end God wins. Pray for the ones that's gone too soon. Seen is the future, the past ball soon. Swam in the race, ended up in the womb. Heartbeat electric connector immune. Bones and muscle, that's for that hustle. I'ma need plenty of that for my struggle. But pray for me, pray for my soul. Earth suit ready that I gotta control. They say it like stealing this. In actual fact, 
Mars is indeed your past. Can't go back to Mars. I mean, you can. <laughs> you can. But that's behind you. Next door is Venus. Next door. And it's coming. And it's coming really fast. So in order for you to understand it, you have to understand how the math that we've been doing all this time is not correct. And we're going to start with the simplest math problem <laughs> that no one can solve. Why? Because it shows how time really works. Problem in mathematics. One that young mathematicians are warned not to waste their time on. It's a simple conjecture that not even the world's best mathematicians have been able to solve. Paul Erdős, a famous mathematician, said, Mathematics is not yet ripe enough for such questions. Here's how it works. Pick a number, any number. Seven? Good choice. Okay, we're going to apply two rules. If the number is odd, we multiply by three and add one. So three times seven is 21, plus one is 22. If the number is even, we divide by two. So 22 divided by two is 11. Now we keep applying these two rules. 11 is odd, so we multiply by 3, 33, and add 1, 34. Even, divide by 2, 17. Odd. Multiply by 3, 51, add 1, 52. Even, divide by 2, 26. Still even. Divide by 2, 13. Odd. So we multiply by 3, 39, add 1, and that's 40, which is even. So we divide by 2, 20. Divide by 2, 10. Divide by 2, 5. Odd. Multiply by 3, 15, add 1, 16, divide by 2, that's 8, and then 4, 2, and 1. Now, 1 is odd, so we multiply by 3 and add 1, which equals 4. But 4 goes to 2 goes to 1, so we're in a loop, and the lowest number is 1. Now, the conjecture is this. Every positive integer, if you apply these rules, will eventually end up in the 4, 2, 1 loop. Nothing can This stop is commonly called coming. the Collatz conjecture after German mathematician Lothar Collatz, who may have come up... No, this is called the nothing can stop what's coming. This is how timelines collapse. ...with it in the 1930s. But the problem has many origin stories and many names. It's also known as the Ulam conjecture, Kakutani's problem, Thwaites conjecture, Hass's algorithm, the Syracuse problem, and simply 3n plus 1. Why is 3x plus 1 so famous? Among professional mathematicians, maybe it's not famous. I'm going to give you a little hint. My, my time server, my internet, my communication algorithm shows you how amazing that loop is. You can't break it. Because you don't even know what the fuck you're looking at. But I do. And hopefully this introduction will help you understand it more. Yes, but infamous. In the sense that if someone actually admits in public that they're working on it, then there's something wrong with them. <laughs> the numbers you get by applying 3x plus 1 are called hailstone numbers because they go up and down like hailstones in a thundercloud, but eventually they all fall down to 1, or at least we think they do. You can think of the numbers as representing the height above the ground in meters. So a number like 26 would start 26 meters above the ground. And if you apply 3x plus 1, it rises up as high as 40 meters. And in total, it takes 10 steps to get to 1. So 10 is called its total stopping time. But take the very next number, 27, 
and it bounces around all over the place. In fact, it climbs all the way up to 9,232. As an altitude, that is higher than Mount Everest before it too falls back to the ground. In total, it takes... See how my blockchain's gonna work? Takes 111 steps for 27 to get down to one and end up in the 421 loop. The paths that different numbers take vary so widely, even numbers right next to each other. So, how do you even start to make progress on this problem? Well, honestly, mathematicians struggled. People just decided that this was something invented by the Soviets to slow down US science. And it was doing a good job at it because everybody's sitting there twiddling their thumbs. And No, it was people before you, like Mars. And then the, the ones before them, and then the ones before them. That's who did it. Kept that nice little secret, didn't they? That's why they love numbers. Making no progress on this trivial thing that you can tell school children. Jeffrey Ligarius is the world authority on 3X plus one. The first time I met him, I was a, a senior in college. And he pulled me aside and he said, don't do this. Don't work on this problem. If you want to have a career, do not start spending time writing about this or publishing any papers about this. Do real math for a while to establish yourself. Alex Kontorovich didn't listen. He and Yakov Sinai looked at the paths of the hailstone numbers. Were there any patterns? Well, obviously all of them end up at one, but what about the paths they take to get there? The pattern is randomness. Here is the sequence of a large number chosen at random. The graph peaks and then drops so low that you can't really see what's happening at this scale. But if you take the logarithm, you find this wiggly graph with a downward trend. It looks kind of like the stock market on a bad day. And this is no coincidence. Both are examples of geometric Brownian motion. That means if you take the log and remove the linear trend, the fluctuations are random. It's like flipping a coin each step. If the coin is heads, the line goes up. Tails, it goes down. 3x plus 1 is just like the random wiggles of the stock market. Over long enough periods, the stock market tends to trend upwards, while 3x plus 1 trends down. Another way to analyze 3x plus 1 is by looking at the leading digit of each number in a sequence. Here are the hailstone numbers starting with 3 as the seed. And we can count up how many numbers start with a 1, how many start with a 2, how many start with a 3, and so on to make a histogram. We can do the same thing for the sequence that starts with 4, that's a short one, and for the sequences that start with 5, 6, and 7. Again, for each sequence, we're just counting up how many numbers start with each digit, 1 through 9, and adding that to our histogram. If you keep doing this for more and more numbers, eventually the histogram settles into a stable pattern. For the first billion sequences, you'll find one is by far the most common leading digit. 30% of all numbers start with one. Around 17.5% start with two, 12% start with three, and the frequency decreases for higher digits. Fewer than 5% of all the numbers start with nine. Now this pattern is not unique to 3x plus 1. It actually comes up everywhere, from the populations of countries to the value of companies, all the physical constants and the Fibonacci numbers, just to name a few. The distribution is known as Benford's Law. 
and it is even used to detect fraud. If all the numbers on your income tax forms obey Benford's law, then, well, you're probably being honest. If not, you may be hiding something. In elections, Benford's law can be used to spot irregularities, though you have to apply it correctly. Benford's law works best when the numbers involved span several orders of magnitude, as they do for 3x plus 1. But Benford's law can't tell us whether all numbers will end up in the 4 to 1 loop or not. For that, we need a different sort of analysis. At first glance, it seems strange that when you apply 3x plus 1, all numbers should end up at 1. I mean, consider that there are the same number of odd and even numbers, but odd numbers are more than tripled, while even numbers are only cut in half. Therefore, it seems like every sequence on average should grow, not shrink. But here's the catch. Every time you multiply an odd number by 3 and then add 1, it will always become an even number. And that means the next step is to divide by 2. So odd numbers are not actually tripled by 3x plus 1, they're increased by a factor of about 3 over 2. I'm neglecting the plus 1 because it's insignificant for large numbers. And 3 halves is actually the most an odd number can grow in one step. Think of the path from one odd number in a sequence to the next odd number. After multiplying by 3 and adding 1, you have an even number. And 50% of the time, dividing by 2 brings you back to an odd number. But a quarter of the time, you can divide by 4 before you get to the next odd number. So for a quarter of numbers, the next one in the sequence will be 3 fourths of its initial value. An eighth of the time, you can divide by 8 before getting to the next odd number. And a sixteenth of the time, you can divide by 16, and so on. If you take the geometric mean, you find, on average, to get from one odd number to the next one, you multiply by 3 over 4, which is less than 1. So, statistically speaking, 3x plus 1 sequences are more likely to shrink than grow. Take 341, for example. Multiply by 3 and add 1, you get 1,024, which you can divide by 2, and then divide by 2 again, and again, and again, and again, 10 times in total until you're down to 1. One way to visualize these paths of numbers in 3x plus 1 is simply to show how each number connects to the next one in its sequence. This is called a directed graph. It looks like a tree, or a series of little streams that flow into each other. If the conjecture is true, it means that every single number is connected to this graph. Every tiny stream all the way out to infinity eventually flows into the massive river of 4, 2, 1. Some mathematicians have modified this visualization by rotating the graph at each number, anti-clockwise if it's an odd number, and clockwise if it's even. And then you end up with a structure that looks like a coral or seaweed. And by adjusting the degree of rotation for odd and even numbers, you can create these beautiful organic looking shapes. Now there are two ways the conjecture could be false. There could be a number somewhere, some seed, that starts a sequence of numbers that grows to infinity. For whatever reason, it doesn't obey the same numerical gravity as all of the other numbers. Another possibility is there exists a sequence of numbers that forms a closed loop. All the numbers in this loop would be unconnected to the main graph. But thus far, no loop or sequence that shoots off to infinity has been found. And not for lack of trying. 
mathematicians have tested by brute force every single number up to 2 to the 68. That's 295 quintillion, 147 quadrillion, 905 trillion, 179 billion, 352 million, 825,856 numbers. We know for certain that every single one of those numbers eventually comes back down to one. We have tested nearly 300 quintillion numbers, and none of them disproves the conjecture. In fact, given this information, mathematicians calculate that any loop other than 421 must be at least 186 billion numbers long. So it seems pretty likely that the conjecture is true, but this doesn't prove it. One way mathematicians have attempted to prove it is by making a scatter plot with all the seed numbers on the x-axis and a number from each seed's sequence on the y-axis. Now, if you can show that in every 3x plus 1 sequence... So I'm going to stop right there for just a second. Now, so far, what you have seen is that they're stuck. And it all comes down to the same freaking loop. Once you start, you'll still be trapped. Kind of like Kados. Remember the Ferryman movie that we watched? And, and it's so simple. And yet, right now, this graph in front of you tells you how to solve it. <laughs> this is why my blockchain is impenetrable. Because they'll be stuck in a loop. There is a number that is smaller than the original seed. Well, then you have proven the Collatz conjecture. Because whatever number you pick, you know it will at some point get smaller. And that smaller number, as a seed, also gets smaller. And so on, down to 1. Meaning the only way any sequence can end is in the 4, 2, 1 loop. This has not yet been shown. But in 1976, Riho Terras was able to show that almost all call-out sequences reach a point below their initial value. In 1979, this limit was reduced with almost all numbers going to less than x to the power of 0.869. And then in 1994, it was further lowered to less than x to the power of 0.7925. In this case, the term almost all numbers has a technical mathematical definition. It means that as the numbers you're looking at go to infinity, the fraction that end up under the curve goes to 1. Then, in 2019, one of the world's greatest living mathematicians, Terry Tao, was able to show 3x plus 1 obeys even stricter criteria. He showed almost all numbers will end up smaller than any arbitrary function f of x, so long as that function goes to infinity as x goes to infinity. But the function can rise as slowly as you like, so log x is an example, or log log x works too, or log 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 x. What this means is for almost all numbers, you can guarantee that there is an arbitrarily small number somewhere in its sequence. In a public talk he gave in 2020, Terry Tao said, this is about as close as one can get to the Collatz conjecture without actually solving it. This is an impressive result, but it's still not a proof. So why can't we prove the conjecture true? Could it be because it's not true? Could it be because you're doing it with the wrong math and you're looking at it with eyes that are manufactured within this space? I mean, everyone is trying to prove it true, which means almost no one is looking for counterexamples. Uh, it happened to me just uh, two years ago where there was, a, there was something I was trying to prove that I was trying for three years to prove. And 
I couldn't get it to work. And then I found a counterexample. And then I realized what the correct statement should have been. And then a month later, I proved the correct statement. Maybe we should be spending more energy looking for counterexamples than we're currently spending. I mean, remember how the number 27 grows all the way to 9,232? Here is a plot of seed numbers up to 10,000 with the largest number reached for each seed plotted on the y-axis. The y-axis stops at 100,000, but not all numbers can be shown at this scale. The seed 9,663, for example, climbs as high as 27 million. And as yet, no one has proven why a number couldn't just shoot off to infinity. And it would take only one to disprove the conjecture. Or some set of numbers could be part of a loop, not connected to the main graph. As far as we know, there is only one loop, 421. But something strange happens if you include negative numbers. Applying the same 3x plus 1 rules as before, there is not one loop, not two loops, but three independent loops of numbers. And they start at low values like minus 17 and minus 5. Why should there be disconnected loops on the negative side of the number line, but not on the positive side? Now, I wanted to freeze it there so you guys can see it. So the loops, as you could see, are blocked in, terminating at negative 17, negative 1, and negative 5 on the negative end. Two separate loops. Three. Oops. Shouldn't have said that. It's three separate loops that you're seeing on the negative end and one on the positive. It's almost as if those three negative loops are prolonging the inevitable. It's like, you know how many moves are going to happen. You can prolong it, but you can't stop it. Disconnected loops on the negative side of the number line, but not on the positive side. Now, one of the most convincing pieces of evidence supporting the conjecture is Terry Tao's proof that almost all numbers have a number in their sequence that is arbitrarily small. But proving that almost all numbers obey this criteria isn't the same thing as proving that all numbers do. How many numbers between 1 and 100 are perfect squares? The answer is 10. So 10% of numbers up to 100 are perfect squares. How many numbers between 1 and 1,000 are perfect squares? The answer is 31. So only 3.1% of the numbers up to 1,000 are perfect squares. And the higher you go, the smaller this percentage becomes, such that in the limit, you could say almost all numbers are not perfect squares. The fraction of numbers that are not perfect squares goes to 1 as x goes to infinity. Didn't I say the way we change the future is because we only need 1%. And yet we know there are an infinite number of perfect squares and we know exactly where they are. Now we've tested by brute force all numbers up to 2 to the 68 and they all obey the Collatz conjecture. And you might be thinking that, well, we should have found a counterexample by this point. But on the scale of all numbers, 2 to the 68 is nothing. I mean, the Paglia conjecture proposed in 1919 by George Paglia asserted that the majority of natural numbers up to any given number have an odd number of prime factors. The conjecture was eventually proven false by C. Brian Hasselgrove in 1958 when he identified a counterexample. What's remarkable is the value of this counterexample was 1.845 times 10 to the 361. That's some 10 to the 340 times bigger than all the numbers checked for 3x plus 1.
One way to think about 3x plus 1 is as though it's a simple program run on a Turing machine. The seed number is the input to the machine. So in this picture, 2 to the 68 is simply an input tape 68 squares long. You can think of them as a string of ones and zeros or black and white squares. Saying that the machine has transformed every input up to this 68 square tape down to one should not give you a lot of confidence that it will do so for all inputs. In fact, it's fairly simple to calculate a number that shows any arbitrary behavior you like, so long as it is finite. If you want a number that increases by three over two, five consecutive times, you can calculate that number. If you want a number that climbs by three over two, 10 times in a row, or a hundred times or a thousand times, you can easily calculate those numbers. But after the finite section you specify, you have no more control. And every number that has ever been tested always falls to one. If there is a counterexample, it's virtually impossible that someone's going to guess it. And the space of all possibilities is too big to search exhaustively by brute force. Two to the thousand is not a searchable space. So if we're going to find it, we have to find it by some intelligent process and not by guess and check. I had been on team 3x plus 1 for 20 years, and then this point of view, I, I, I realized that, like, what do we really know? Do we, what, what? It's very hard to prove a theorem that's false. And so could it be that everyone's struggling to prove this thing because it's not actually true? And 2 to the 60 is not a lot of evidence. And even the statistical version is maybe true and not evidence for the non-existence of a divergent truth. Yeah, then why don't you use your programs and algorithms to go beyond 2 to the 68? Because <laughs> it's fucking true. So once you can't solve something, but you can find something that may or may not disprove it, you get exactly what? It's 3x plus 1. You get three loops on the negative, one on the positive. So the question is always is, what is x? <laughs> you guys, you already know the answer to this. The problem is, is that when you're a mathematician, you don't see things with non-mathematician eyes. Trajectory somewhere in the 3x plus 1 sequence. Of course, there is another option, and that is that we'll never know that the problem is undecidable. In 1987, John Conway created a generalization of 3x plus 1. It was a mathematical machine that he called Fractran, and he was able to show this machine is Turing complete, which means it can do anything a modern computer can do. But it also means that it's subject to the halting problem, a chance that the machine never stops running and so doesn't give you an output. And this does not prove that 3x plus 1 is also subject to the halting problem, but it is possible that given what we know, we may never prove the Collatz conjecture true or false. You're going to be taught in school that we know a bunch of stuff. And there, it's, a, it's a lie. They're all lies. Here's this stupid little problem. Come on. Really? We can't solve this? Really? You know, it just shows. That everything you've been taught is a lie. If anything, it shows that all of the things that we can solve are miracles. No. We have no right to have solutions to all these other problems. For my whole life, I've thought of numbers as these incredibly regular things full of patterns, symmetry, and repetition. But what I'm realizing only now is just how peculiar numbers really are. 
You can see this most clearly in the choral representation. From a simple mathematical operation comes something intricate, organic looking, and thus far intractable to us. Do all numbers connect to this structure? The shape. Or is there some unique filament, a spindly little thread that doesn't connect to any of this, that runs off to infinity? And why is it so hard to tell? I think that's why Paul Erdos said, mathematics is not yet ripe enough for such questions. It's actually the fact that everything that you have been taught has been based on lies. I mean, you think that we're going to travel millions of miles away to go next door? No, we're not. <laughs> you think because we ruined Mars that we're going to go and fix it, per se, allegedly? Yeah, you can't. There's no going back when it's done. But if you actually put that model into using something like Python and you look at it, I actually showed you the only video I kept of a lecture that shows you exactly the shape it takes. And if you noticed, it was negative 17 that kept the longest loop going. Before in the end, if you choose that path, it'll inevitably, inevitably collapse. These are facts. The reason that they can't find an answer is because they're doing their math wrong. Everything that they are doing is based on a lie. The circumference of the earth is, are you sure? The gravitational forces, are you sure? A, a boson has, are you sure? It's one Newton. Are you sure? <laughs> so gravity applies to holding the waters all nice and easy um, without flying up in the air. But there's exceptions to the rules like um, birds and airplanes. You see, there's a lot of things that they've given you answers for that aren't really answers. And I saw that the eyes of a molecular biologist, a really good one actually, who had a whole map signaling out the apop apoptotic cycle of cancer cells, couldn't see it. It was right there. It's kind of like my Latino friend who I took a seminar with, who was important in what we are seeing now with the lies they are peddling of the coronavirus. How he didn't see his own answer. How he didn't see exactly what he found. 1.61, simple. So simple. It's a golden ratio. Greeks found it. Egyptians found it. Whatever else you want to dig up, came down from the sky, whatever you want to call it, found it. And yet, you're trying to solve things of three dimensions in two with math that just doesn't add up. So everything that you have seen in your life, everything that has been created, has been created based on a lie. Because let's pretend I give you the rules. Black is red, red is black. Your life changes after that. 
Anything that is now red is now black, and anything that is black is now red. And your life has changed. And if you apply that rule in all of your life, you will be eating black cherries, right? Black cherries, and you're going to have red nights. Mm. And you wouldn't be none the wiser because you were given a set of instructions on how to maintain those parameters of thought. Parameters of thought. It's almost like parameters of information. This is how they are sequestering everything. Their parameters. From whatever they've told you on history, how do you know? Were you there? Do you know that Caesar was around then? Here's the fun part. Do you know what 421 is? So weird. It's so weird. It's almost as if other worlds have been trying to find it. And then when they restart shit, they just started there. Do you know what 421 was? It was actually the year that they decided to create a before Christ and after Christ. Did you know that? Yeah. It was on Saturday. And they said, you know what? We're going to change the calendar. And that's it. And we are making AD and BC and that's it. Yes, that is it. So weird. So you mean no matter how many variations happen, and boy, am I tired of those variations, it comes back to restart going down to one. That is the way it is. That is the way it is. Totally random. Four, two, one. That's the day that they decided in 421, whatever year it was, as they tell you, BC, AD. So now, where are we next? CD, BA? Hmm? COVID? And then before alterations? I don't know. Just saying. Just ideas spitballing. Not in the loop yet. There's only so many moves you make and then you come down to the inevitable checkmate. You can't push it off. You can't. And that's what sucks is that everything that they have provided us, all information, history, mathematics, physics, are all based in lies. Einstein copped out. So many copped out. Makes you sick. And you would think that a lot of little Tories out there would have... Become the next, you know, revolutionaries. Oh, they tried. Where are they now? There was one Korean guy (laughs) who talked about rectifying the errors that they were making purposely in code, genetic code, through pharmaceuticals. We're going to talk about that at another time. Korean, he was in Korea, and he published a paper. Can't find it anywhere online. You can find it on paper if they haven't pulled it out manually in some medical library, like I got, where he indicates how you can stop aggressive carcinomas, very specific ones. Everything is a lie. They're all acting. I mean, did you guys see that bootleg Tory Says version that they created in InfoWars, right? Sad Says, even down to the glasses. Like, come on. So sad, so sad. They're all actors. Fags, right? Remember that? Fat Damon. Fags. 
That's what they are. They're part of the Film Actors Guild. Do you remember when I was in New York? What was I videotaping? Someone pushing SAG applications and files that had hogged everything at the fucking Kinko's. They're all actors. Cuomo got a freaking an Emmy for his performance during COVID. He got an Emmy. And now they're me tooing the shit out of him. For shit, they all probably conspired together. I'm waiting to have this video put together. And that's why I'm not talking about what I want to talk about, because it's important that we push that video. Trying to make it as perfect as possible. Um, So far, the few minutes that I've seen are just incredible. Because when you realize what they are doing and how they are doing it, first of all, it'll make you sick. It'll make you sick because you'll realize just how complacent most of us are. So far, the video is like about two and a half minutes. I think it'll be about three It just has to be spot on because it's not for our eyes. It's for the eyes of those that cannot see. And we hope that this is something that will help those that can't see feel the light and maybe want to open it. But we'll be the ones Because we are the news. Can't rely on any channels or any leaders. I mean, how the fuck are they in the know? Spitting things that we've been talking about for years. They're not in the know. And when someone says focus on this and not focus on that, focus on this, again, we must focus on everything. It's really hard. And, uh, you know, there are groups that are focusing on this, focusing on that, but it's so tunnel vision. You can't fight a widespread war by focusing on one place. You can't. You got to have situational awareness. Now, I'll tell you what. um, In Ohio, I'm hoping to get something publicly done uh, this week. I I task a couple people in Ohio to get some stuff together for me uh, because I am... I am really, really upset. Um, You know, right now for the city of Cleveland, the city council is making decisions and no one is allowed to discuss, not even online comments. They claim that they will allow discussions after the 20th of September (laughs) when everything's over (laughs) and shit's hitting the fan. Come on, guys. Seriously, I told you this is the year of disappointment and someone actually, I want to showcase this lady. Give me a second before we go. I want to showcase her and then showcase some other clown. Let me see if I can get that video down because they literally took down the guy in Arkansas. I was so proud of them. I was like, yeah, that's what you need to be doing. Holding their feet to the fire and saying, no, that's not happening. I'm sure you're used to seeing my face. Hold on. I'm supposed to load it up onto this. Give me a second and I will share it with you. Let's see. 
Um, so first off is this. Here. People get sick from... I'm sure you're used to seeing my face all right, right now. So, so, so let's identify. Would you all like to be recognized with them or would you just like to yell? We're going to be living with people dying uh, if we do not increase our vaccination rates. So I, I still need to, to, to get that message out. And so it sounds like some people want low vaccination rates. Okay. <laughs> So, ma'am, 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 no, 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 don't give her the mic. Don't give her the mic. Do you see why they don't want meetings? Do you see why they turn off comments? Do you see that? Do you see that? This is why they don't want you there. This is why they're hiding. They're freaking hiding. Because how are they going to control this? They cannot hide. In October, November. So explain to me why... There are so many that have the vaccine that are getting the virus. I can name what's in the vaccine. Give me the insert sheet. So, so I, if you, informed consent means you tell me what you put in my body. If Mr. Doctor gives me a vial and says, trust me, I'll give you a vial. You trust me. Every SARS-2 COVID vaccine that's available on the market is manufactured using aborted fetal tissue. I have been praying that God himself will step in so that Christians are not forced by their employers and a mandate to get the vaccine. Yet, even if God does not, I will not bow. And with all respect, Governor, we love you and appreciate you, but God will not hold you guiltless if you fail to stand up to the Christians who believe it is in their right to abstain from the vaccine. The numbers, again, are being manipulated to try to force unvaccinated people towards a mandated vaccine. And I know you may not see that now, but it's down the road. Everything that was a conspiracy six months ago is now coming to fruition. And six months ago, the story's going to be different. Thank you. My whole family had COVID. But let me tell you something. All of us took the therapeutics from day one. And if doctors were allowed to tell the truth and treat their patients with these therapeutics, we would not have hospitals full of sick people dying, okay? Don't smirk at me, Governor. You should care on both sides of the aisle on what works, what will save lives. Props to the governor for being out there. That was really hard. So he had nothing to fear. He didn't go there ignorant. He took one for you. I know many of you probably don't see it that way, but he did. He totally did. See, they will hide and they will avoid talking to you. They will divert you. They will tell you to speak to someone else rather than them. And they will constantly do that. They will avoid any communication with you because they don't want to hear it. And more so, they don't want people around them hearing it, right? They can't. Because then, you know, they lose. Give me a second. Let me, I have this one video that I really want to play for you. Give me a sec. Let me get it out.
It is a whole video that was pretty much taken down, but we got the whole thing. I'm trying to find it. Did I get it done? Let me see. Where did I send it to myself? And then it was sent. There it is. I got the whole video. I have to download it. Give me a second, you guys. This is a doctor, right? This is a doctor that's going to be speaking. Give me a second. Let's see if we got it now. I hope I do. Because this is... There we go. You ready? Hello, board members. My name is Miguel Escobar. And first, I'd like to thank everybody who partakes in the district in giving your time for our children. I am a physician assistant, and I've worked in healthcare for over 15 years. I have been working in the Valley in cardiology at the hospitals for about three years. And right now I work in internal medicine and I also work with the border patrol uh, screening the immigrants that come in. So I've had firsthand experience with COVID, especially before anybody in the media knew about it because I have certain government clearance. So I'm here to talk about a lot of the misinformation that's out there. First of all, most people don't know in the general population the actual facts of what's going on with COVID, okay? Number one, because they don't know where to look for it because it's very complicated even for a medical professional. Number two, you may not have the time like most people here to actually dig in deep and see the facts that are out there. Number three, and the most important is that the government and many entities are actually censoring true factual information that I'm about to present to you. You can't find it. It's not out there. I understand that there, you might have some doctors on your board or doctors that come and help you out. But I can tell you one thing. If they're telling you something different than I'm about to tell you, they're either one, misinformed, and they're not looking in the right places. Two, they're straight up lying to you. And that would lead me to believe that who is paying you or who is influencing you to say these things. Number one, the case counts is absolutely obliterous. You could be run over by a car, and you go into the ER, you say I'm short of breath because your blood is fully filling your lungs, and if they test you for COVID, you died of COVID, not a car accident. You could have known severe cardiovascular disease, which is what I'm partaken and you come in with an absolute 100% heart attack, but they test you for COVID, what did you die of? COVID. What just happened about two weeks ago? CDC is now telling all the laboratories to stop using the PCRs that we've been using this whole time because they cannot decipher between the flu and COVID. So we have to stop using them. That information alone should stop this whole ridiculousness, okay? Number two, the masks. What is the dirtiest spot on your body? It is your mouth. If I'm pretty sure no one here would sit there and smell their anus and their private parts all day because that seems disgusting. But your mouth is dirtier than your private parts. Why would you sniff the bacteria that comes out of your mouth all day long? And I've told you that so many times, haven't I? Force that on our children. That is wrong. That is psychologically affects them. And you're going to implore more infections on them. There are literally studies that I can prove to you that are on the CDC website that are randomized control studies that show that nor hand washing nor wearing surgical masks, especially anything less than that, actually prevents you from getting infected, whether if you're infected or you're trying to prevent an infection. I can sit here alone on that topic for at least three hours and talk to you about how that is so ridiculous. 
Let's get to the most important part because I'm very limited on time and I could sit here for hours and talk to you about this. The unvaccinated theory is nothing but BS, okay? I swear to gosh, okay, I I need to stop getting angry. I get really agitated when people are talking about people disclosing the vax conspiracy. They're fucking not. You're going to see what the real conspiracy is. It's bullshit. What they're telling you is bull- this is the problem that we have is misinformation. This vaccine COVID didn't fucking pop up yesterday. Okay? And while many say, well, we saw the lockstep. No shit. No shit. I think I had an article about that quite early on that was deleted on it. It's not that. They're not helping you. It's not what they're telling you. (laughs) Could it be that they're purposely giving you 80% truth? Well, yeah, 80% truth. Stop. Gosh, I get so upset with all these people that think they're having revelations. You're late to the fucking party. Can you pick up where you should rather than take people from the beginning and skew the beginning? Because the beginning is a lot more terrifying than what they're telling you. Does anyone here know? especially the medical professionals here, that the CDC about a month and a half ago changed the requirement for hospitals and clinics to count a COVID case. If you are now vaccinated, you don't have to register that person as a COVID case if they have COVID. See, what he's saying is what I was tweeting about and talking about in March. I was the one that had a conversation literally as if God did it. Minutes before the senator in Minnesota was interviewed, I spoke with the reporter and I said, dude, here's the document. They're paying people hundred, hundred somewhat thousand dollars within this bill. They're, they pushed it through. They're paying them to say that you died from COVID. Ask him that. And then Jensen became a superstar overnight. <laughs> God works in very mysterious ways and has people having conversations right at the right time. Even the reporter said to me, Tori, you know, if we didn't talk, I wouldn't have asked the question. I said, ask him $108,000 for each hospital bed. Ask him. Here's the document. It came out because I was saying it from before. And it was that specific interview that changed the game. You know, he would have never thought of talking about it if he wasn't asked about it. No, wait, now that you mention it, huh? Sometimes people need prompts to give the truth because they may know all this information, but sometimes it's like pulling teeth because they don't know where to start. You don't want to sit there and say that they're all empty and BS. We already know that. They were making disgusting twerking videos and carrying out dead people, unvaccinated, mind you. Now they all need vaccinations. See, that's the thing. Do not underestimate his power. Do not underestimate what he is capable of doing. Here is another video. I'm sure you're used to seeing my face by now. And I'm here because I've been here on multiple occasions to plead with you to listen to your constituents about what we put forth in regards to legislation, um, congressionally passed act, um, information regarding 
a vaccine passport that they're now trying to implement, which is not speculation. This is documented information. Um, we pleaded with you to listen to us and to pass a resolution. And the resolution is just simply asking to protect your residents, to reaffirm your oath that you all took, that the sheriff took, and to abide by the Constitution and our civil liberties. We told you that there was going to be a vaccine, a mobile vaccine unit. We told you that they were going to try and push out a vaccine passport, which will be detrimental to our nation, our county, and our state. We've provided you with this information, and we've not received any answers. And the answer that we have gotten is silence, and that does say a lot. And we're disappointed in you. We're disappointed in your lack of attention, a lack of um, you know, forethought, and and we're disappointed with the the response that we got. That the documents that we have given you, you have not looked into because we were told that it was speculation. I don't understand why, on the July 21st meeting, the federal government is telling you that your money that you received has to be used for water, sewer, broadband services and the CMS 911 5F project that is being implemented nationwide, which provides our protected health information to not only the state government, but the federal government so that they can implement this vaccine passport. This has been a year of disappointment, and we will move to disappoint you from your seat if we have to. And it's unfortunate. We don't want to do that. We've tried working with you. We've tried putting resolutions to protect the residents. But now I'm pleading with the public that is watching this and anybody that attends these meetings to please show up at your Board of Supervisors meetings. Stand behind the people that are trying to protect you and your county and your children. We so as you can see, the people are taking matters into their own hands because they have to. They're forced to. You're forced to actually self-govern yourself. I mean, it's not, it's not something that you shouldn't be doing. All of us should be doing this. And what she said was important. Oaths. Oaths are, one, are important. Now, I'll read out to you what I sent today. I won't tell you where yet, but I'll read it out to you. Give me a second. I respectfully request all oaths of office that have been documented, that are on file in PDF format for all 17 wards. This should be readily available on the website for convenience, but it is not. Please send those to me. And I quote, every officer of the city shall, before entering upon the duties of this office, take and subscribe to an oath or affirmation to be filed and kept in the office of the clerk of the council that he will, in all respects, faithfully discharge the duties of his office. You see, we use the tools that we have. I said it's going to start in Ohio. I'm not done here yet. Well, you're going to see what's about to go down. I urge all of you to send a nice little email and ask your city council for all the oaths of office, if it's in your city charter, that they have to have one. Because you'll be surprised. Many people are finding out what their own states have done while they were sleeping. Charters changed. Laws changed. It's atrocious. You never thought that people could be so evil. But when you realize exactly why we have this COVID passport, it'll make sense.
I mean, they tried this 40 years ago. They kind of tried to bring it in in a certain way, and they couldn't. They tried it with 9-11, but instead they just penned us in. Let us lay off, get comfortable, relax, and then fuck us again. Because when they went full-blown commando over 100 years ago, no, that didn't look too good. Didn't look too good. But they still penned us in a box. I mean, then they gave us Social Security, you know. I'm going to walk you through their plan. Plan that's been rewritten by the same playwriter who's just tired of them implementing a playwright because it's time. At some point, you're going to fall into that 421 loop and you're done. And this is it. No matter how they try, all they do is delay, delay, delay. Remember before President Trump was talking about 1917, 18, 19? Who was talking about it? We were. We were talking about how important that time was. We were talking about it. Now they know they failed for 2030 because the deadline is coming up. So they've made the ultimatum of when. In order to pacify the lower ranks. It's not happening. It's already here and you can't stop it. Three more moves to go. And we're getting aggressive. Watch our little horse pop. So on that note, guys, it's a big army. And that's how it is. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place. God bless. your past. Earth is your present. Venus is your future. And then, and then, for both ends.